You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Tagging? Yes, sir! This is the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming, and we are going to kick off our WHL preview in a fine fashion. We're going to head and start in the East Division. And uh, Darnell Duff from dubnetwork.ca is my guest. Uh, Darnell, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, pleasure is mine. Thanks a lot for uh, having me on the show and looking forward to uh, chatting here. All right. Well, let's get right to it because I'm sure there's lots of ground that we're going to cover in a, in a short period of time. So the way we're going to do this, we're going to look at the uh, the six teams in the division, but we're kind of going to go in order, reverse order from top to or from bottom to top. Um, so when I say that, when you're looking at these six teams in the division, who do you think is going to struggle the most this year and uh, may finish in dead last just in the East Division? Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't always want to look at the preseason and, you know, dictate that, but, uh, unfortunately, I think the Moose Jaw Warriors are going to have a tough season. I know they've had a couple, uh, fantastic ones in a row, but for this year, anyway, specifically after a two and five preseason, I think, uh, Moose Jaw will land at the bottom of the East. All right. Any, any particular reason why you think they might struggle? I mean, I looked at it and I felt the same way maybe 10 days ago, two weeks ago. Then they went out and they picked up Bailey Birkin, so they've got a veteran goaltender now and, uh, to uh, uh, fill the hole until uh, Adam Ivanov comes back. And uh, they also went out and got Jaden Joseph this week uh, for uh, one of those other overage spots. Did, not enough to help this team in the long run? I really don't think it is. Um, you know, they played Brandon twice over the weekend in preseason action, obviously, to wrap it up. They won one of those games. Uh, their second-night goaltender played fantastic. Like you mentioned, they picked them up. Um, but overall, I just don't think Moose has enough uh, defensively to round out and complement Birkin and when Ivanov comes back as well. And I don't think offensively this team is there. Eric Allery had a good, very good preseason with 10 points, but then mm-hmm. uh, you go down the line, Carson Denemy had four points, and then a few other players had four points. I just don't think the offense is there um, and defensively enough to have success in this division. Now, we haven't seen Braden Tracy much uh, here in the preseason either, of a uh, first-round pick of the Anaheim Ducks, but... His line mates from last year not in the picture unless, by chance, uh, they happen to get uh, the injured afford, uh, whose name is uh, suddenly escaping me from last year's uh, roster, um, Justin Almeida. Uh, he could theoretically come back to the team. To me, if he does, he's probably trade bait. But um, uh, with Braden Tracy uh, being the, the marquee guy on this team right now, kind of one guy and hoping that there's a uh, an offense by committee behind him. You know, I think if you're talking about one guy, I think he's a guy that's going to need to have to put up, um, you know, nine in that range of 90 points, I think, to have any success with this team. And then I think, uh, like you mentioned, it has to be a compliment of, you know, everybody down the lineup. Defense has to chip in. I know a lot of teams are using their defense to, you know, incorporate themselves more into offense. And, and uh, like the good teams, anyways, are doing that. Um, so without Omida. I think they're going to struggle heavily with him. They'll obviously better be better getting a guy who can put up the points that he is capable of. But even with him, uh, I, I just don't think this team has enough offensively. Like if you look at the preseason statistics, like I said, Eric Allery, 10 points. Yeah. Nobody else had more than four points. I know I, I like Kate Popple. I've seen him play uh, quite a few games. He had three points in the preseason in five games. Uh, so that's not bad statistics. Two of those came against the Brandon Weekings in a game one, five, two loss. But overall, I just don't 
think Blue Straw has what it takes after a couple of very good years as they tried to uh, win the league. They didn't, and this year I think they'll definitely be way on the outside looking in. A couple other guys worth mentioning, uh, Ryder Korzak, who they picked up in the trade uh, with the Calgary Hitmen in the offseason, and uh, on the back end, Damon Hunt, who's uh, both of those guys uh, draft eligible this year, and who could accept, expect to uh, probably uh, have a notable season from both of those guys, fair to say? Yeah, Damon Hunt, a guy, uh, he's from Brandon, actually, so uh, that rivalry sort of already started back in the preseason, um, so to speak, those two guys. He's played on Team Canada. I expect Damon Hunt to uh, come in, solidify, do a, a nice job for this team, and I think he's going to have a good WHL career and help this team moving forward. And I think this is a team that has some pieces to have a lot of success uh, going forward. Like, you look at some of their rookies, uh, Cade Hayes, who had three goals in the preseason, Jordan Cole had two points, Peyton McKenzie had one point uh so they have a lot of rookies that have some success uh eric allery he's a rookie he had 10 points and bryden keesman uh four points so this is a team that has some success david hunt obviously not a rookie but uh he knows what it takes to succeed at a high level um so i think this is a team for the future and not now darnell duff uh, the writer with dubnetwork.ca covering the east division he's our guy to break down the division for us let's move uh, to the what you project to be the fifth place team in the east division who would that be uh, that's a tough pick. Um, I have to say, uh, unfortunately, with a number one pick, a number two pick at the, this recent uh, WHL Bantam draft, and I know probably a lot of people won't like this, uh, this my personal pick, but I think the Winnipeg Ice, uh, they struggled in the preseason, one and three. They came out, uh, lost two straight games to Saskatoon. They gave up six goals in the final game. Um, I, I think the Winnipeg Ice, although a lot of very good pieces, I think they're going to struggle heavily. How much weight do we put on the preseason for Winnipeg considering their goaltender situation? Everybody's hurt. What's the latest there? Well, that that's the biggest thing I think everybody is talking about. Like you mentioned, Jesse McKay, uh, Duncan McGovern didn't see any action in the preseason through four games. Uh, they went with uh, Will Gursky and uh, Gage Alexander, and the regular season is only a couple days away. Things are sort of hush-hush. Uh, in Winnipeg, I know I, I've tried to get the inside scoop on Jesse McKay. hasn't really said a whole lot. He's the number one guy when he's able to play, but w- without two proven goaltenders or without even one proven goaltender, not taking anything away uh, from Will Gursky or Gage Alexander, I just don't see how this team has enough to you know breed success based off their preseason and how those two guys performed. Yeah, hard to disagree with that when you look at the goaltenders, and to me, Winnipeg should be in the market to get a goaltender, and to me there are two or three teams around the league with extra goalies. Seems like there's a trade that could be made uh, that Winnipeg could address that big hole right now. Uh, on the back end for uh, Winnipeg, what do you make of their uh, – they got two overagers with Reese Harsh and Chase Harchie on the back end. Marco Kreta is there as well. So they have some veteran experience, but these are basically journeymen uh, who have been passed around the league. Yeah, and like you mentioned, guys who haven't really done a whole lot, they've been shipped around the Western Hockey League, and that's that's really where I do see them at this point. Um, I don't see them making a huge, huge impact, although they need to. Overage players, veteran players, like you mentioned, they have to make a difference. Reese Harsh in the preseason had two points. Uh, Carson Lambos, a young guy, I like him. Uh, he's a rookie. I think this guy has the capabilities of being a strong, very strong Western Hockey League player. He had two points in the preseason, two assists. Um, uh, but I just, I, I just don't see enough defensively from this team to have any sort of success. And then you lift note that with their goaltending struggles that 
if they don't have Jesse Mattai back very soon. Yeah. Um, it, it's just hard to predict any sort of success uh, for a team that, you know, I think is going to struggle on the back end with players who not, you know, discrediting them, but they haven't, you know, proven perhaps what they want to prove so far. Although James Patrick was uh, very optimistic that some of the guys like Reese Harsh is going to have a very good year this year. Uh, but I'm just not too optimistic when it comes to uh, the goaltenders for sure. And then the back end, very, very uh, not, not, I don't want to say they're going to be near the bottom of the league as far as production uh, defensively and locking down the other team's top players, but uh, I think it's a team that needs needs some sort of big piece to uh, fill in their decor. Well, when you mentioned Carson Lambos, looking forward to him, but tough to really heap a, a whole lot of expectations on a uh, 16-year-old rookie to come in and, and be a complete uh, difference maker. Then you have Anson McMaster, who comes in as a rookie this year, and he's a uh, the first pick in the second round of the 2017 draft. Six foot six, 195 pounds. I haven't had a chance to watch him with my own eyes, but could this be a guy that maybe surprises with his impact? You know what? For, for how good these some of these kids are coming out of young age, I talked about Matthew Savoy. He's only 15 years old, but going back, obviously, to McMaster, you talked about his size, and for Carson Lambos, for how good these guys are at a young age, um, you know, it, it's hard to put a lot of expectations on them being uh, so young, but you almost have to because... They're coming into this league. Everybody knows their history. Everybody knows their past, how much success they had at the Bantam levels and moving up through the Pee Wee and Adam levels. Why not put expectations on these guys? Like, they're at the Western Hockey League level for a reason. Yes, I understand they're a rookie. I understand it's tougher than them uh, compared to a 20-year-old, but why not put the pressure on them? And I think that's only going to help them moving forward into the future. And I think, uh, just like Moose Jaw, Winnipeg's a team for the future, not for the now, uh, specifically with some really good guys headlined by, uh, obviously, Matthew Savoy and Connor McLennan, Anson McMaster, Carson Lambos. This is a team who has a lot of young talent. Uh, I don't know if it's a talent to perhaps have the success right now, but I think you have to put some um, expectations on these guys to perform uh, because they really are the uh, pillar of this franchise. We've kind of painted the picture that we expect Winnipeg to give up a lot of goals this year, uh, especially with their goaltending situation the way it is as you and I are speaking right now, and maybe that changes uh, in the next week or two, but as of right now, uh, we expect them to give up some goals. That means they're going to have to score a lot. They might have to score four or five goals a night to get a win, can this team produce that much offense? When you look at this forward group, I see a lot of talent. A lot of it is rookies, though. Uh, and, uh, of course, one big question mark with Peyton Krebs and how long he's going to be out. Yeah, uh, when talking about Peyton Krebs with James Patrick, again, he was he just said, uh, you know, he's in Vegas, he's rehabbing. He didn't really – wasn't uh, at the liberty to say any more than that, but that takes a guy who uh, last year led his team. Um, but yeah, Connor McLennan, a guy who's played for the Halinka team or Team Canada at the Halinka Gretzky Cup, he had four points in the preseason. Cole Muir, Matthew Savoy, uh, Smallwood as well had a couple of points. This is a team that has the capabilities of putting up offense. Like you mentioned, they're going to need to have to score four or five goals to win a hockey game. Will these young guys be able to do that? I don't know. I don't, like. There's so much pressure on Matthew Savoy, I think, and that goes back to the putting the pressure on rookies. People are already talking about this guy as the rookie of the year. Year, he might only play you know 35 games in that ballpark and people are thinking he's going to be the rookie of the year if he does that he's going to have to put up an insurmountable amount of points in those 35 or whatever games he plays to even been in that conversation so I think he's feeling the pressure internally albeit he's only 15 years old and he's going to need to have a, a wonderful season I expect Connor McLennan 30 points last year 
I think he's going to step up. He's come more fit to camp. He obviously made Team Canada. He had a couple of points overseas for Team Canada at the Helenka Gretzky Cup. So I expect those two guys to uh, be very successful. I don't know if they're going to be able to score four or five goals a game. I think it's going to be a tough season overall for Winnipeg in their first season back in uh, Manitoba's capital. But I think they'll be okay uh, to put up some points and perhaps more points than they're expected to. But I don't know if the four or five goals a game is going to be seen too, too often, unless they're playing teams, you know, like we mentioned, have a, a tough back end and not that much goaltending. Right. Goaltending lines. Well, an interesting pickup with Isaac Johnson as an overage player this year who had basically a point per game last year in an injury-shortened season. If he could keep up that production, that would be good for them. And the imports, Nino Kinder and, and Michael Tepley coming in, I don't know if you've had a chance to see them or not yet, but some interest, interesting uh, players there, those two. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I've got to talk about Isaac Johnson. What a pickup that was uh, for Winnipeg. Like you mentioned, 32 points in 31 games last year. He had 12 goals. And in the season prior to that, he had 48 points in 68 games and 13 points in 14 playoff games. So this guy has shown he knows what it takes to score in the Western Hockey League. And he also played well in the United States Hockey League. That was an absolutely fantastic pickup uh, for the Winnipeg guys. And he's going to be relied heavily, heavily upon uh, to have a very good season in his final in the Western Hockey League. And Michael Tepley, I think a lot of guys forget Tepley is actually uh, a draft pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. He was just recently reassigned by the Blackhawks to Winnipeg. And I think a lot of people forget that. He was obviously uh, the fourth pick by Winnipeg overall at the CHL import draft. And I expect big things from him. I'm putting a lot of pressure on him to do big things. I know he's going to be working with a young core. When it comes to Nino Kinder, um, I don't think the expectations are as high on Kinder as they are as Tepley and perhaps if we're speaking Isaac Johnson. Uh, But I still expect Kinder to, you know, go out there and put up a good amount of points as well as Tepley if this team wants to have that success because, you know, we talk so much about the young guys, McClendon and Savoy, uh, these imports, James, Pat- James Patrick thinks very highly of them and they have to go out and perform. All right, we've got Moose Jaw 6th, Winnipeg 5th. Who's your 4th place team, Darnell? 4th place team, uh, I have to go with the Prince Albert Raiders. Oh, wow. Um, I know they're, I know, I know, uh, Western Hockey League champions last year, they returned a good core of players. Um, one player I, I like to think about, uh, just 16 last year, didn't play a whole lot, played in 60-plus uh, regular season games. And in the playoffs, Jacob Brook, um, he's currently out with a lower body injury. He's expecting to be back um, as soon as he can. You look at the preseason, Ozzy Weisblatt led that team. The Weisblatt brothers, there's like 12 of them. All of them are playing uh, a high level of hockey. He had six goals and one assist. Uh, that's very good. Evan Herman, a guy who played in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League a little bit last year, a couple of games uh, with the OCN Blizzard. Um, but I, I just don't think this team is what they were last year, obviously after winning the Western Hockey League, not really having a whole lot of success um, at the Memorial Cup, as we know, but I just don't think after Ozzy Weisblatt, points-wise, they had a, Ilya Uso had six points and then down to four, and a couple guys with four and then three and down to one even. Um, I don't think this team is deep enough offensively to uh, push themselves after some big key off-season losses after last year's really obviously exceptional year. Well, up front, you get Alexi Protus back and uh, Cole Fonstad back uh, again this year, and uh, both of those guys have offensive backgrounds. 
yeah, I mean, those guys do have offensive backgrounds, and this is a team that's going to be able to score. They're going to put up offense, but I don't think they're going to be able to put up a consistent amount of offense. I specifically don't expect Ozzy Weisblatt to continue up with this tour and pace. He's on six goals and five preseason games. I, I think that's going to taper off a little bit. The two fellows you just mentioned, I expect to see big things out of them, but you can't win a hockey, uh, you can't win, you know, a regular season title and games on a consistent basis with just two guys. There's too many good players in this league, especially guys who are, you know, 16 and 17. They have all of the energy in the world to, you know, play as hard as they can, whether it be 20 minutes a night or 15 or even down to 10 to try and lock down. There's a lot of good defenders in this league. I just don't think Prince Albert has the consistency offensively to uh, do anything close to what they did last year. Their blue line, though, is uh, it was the strength of their club last year, kind of without a marquee name on it. Uh, but this year, most of those guys are back. And, I mean, eligible to return. They still have four 20-year-olds listed right now. So they've got a decision to make. But Brady Pahal and Max Martin and Zach Hayes and Jerry Masella. Caden Gooley comes back as a sophomore now. But all of those guys have a ton of experience. Yeah, Max Martin, uh, you mentioned he had four points in the preseason. He's going to be a lockdown guy for this team. I think this is going to be a team very strong defensively. And why am I picking them fourth in the East Division? Yes, I think they're going to have a lot of strength defensively, but it's offensively. I think they're going to have troubles putting the puck in the net. And, you know, they, the old cliche, I hate using it, but it is true. Defense wins championships. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to score goals. You're seeing the Western Hockey League so much skill offensively putting the puck in the back of the net often. Uh, a lot of games you're seeing five six goal games you know frequently throughout the weekend and you know 15 games you're probably going to see you know five or six at least one team has you know five or six goals um, so I think if they if Prince Albert wants to have any success this year they can uh, last year obviously what they did they need to get their defense incorporated Max Martin like I mentioned had a very good preseason and then you go down to Nolan Allen he's a rookie he had one point and Braden Clark had one point but no defense uh, no defender on Prince Albert had more points than Max Martin with his four in the preseason I, I don't think that bodes very well I think this is a team that needs to score from the back end if they wish to have success the biggest question mark for me, at least, when I look at the Raiders, is in net. Uh, right now, Boston Beloas appears to be their starter. He has uh, 35 games of experience and only eight wins uh, in the WHL. Uh, that's got to be a concern. Absolute 100% concern. I think that's one of the bigger concerns around the Western Hockey League in net anyways. Like you mentioned, 35 games played. He's won just eight games. Not really other good numbers. Save percentage and goals against average aren't that great either. Uh, that's a huge, huge concern for me because you can have the best defense in the league. But if your goaltender can't make a save at the end of the game, you could only give up 15 shots a game. But if you're giving up three or four goals, it's likely that you're not going to win hockey games. Um, so goaltending is a big problem. And just like you mentioned with Moosejaw or Winnipeg, rather, maybe they're in the conversation to pick up someone from the in the goaltending aspect because uh, that's a big, big no-no right now for me. Anyways, he could come out and you know shock people with the good defensive lockdown plays from their defenders. Uh, led by Max Martin, but uh, that's a big question mark for me, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's capable of doing on a consistent night-to-night basis in the Western Hockey League. We're halfway through the division, Darnell. Uh, who's your third-place team? Third-place team, I think yeah, it's going to be the Regina Pats this year. Okay. I think 
two and three in the preseason. We talk about a lot of guys they've lost over the last few years, but I think they got a, a couple of good guys. Dawson Holt had a very good preseason. Austin Pratt, Tyler Collin, Garrett Wright, those, all those guys, uh, they combined for 21 points in the preseason. I think their goaltending is decent. I think they have what it takes, um, defensively as well. I think this is going to be a pretty well-rounded team. They scored 20 goals in the preseason, so that was second best in the East Division preseason-wise. They gave up 28. That's a cost for concern because that's a lot of goals, but it's hard to sort of look at those because you play a you know, rookie game here and there and you give up several goals in that game and you got guys you know shifting in and out. You don't have your full starting lineup out really at any point throughout the preseason, so that's a cause for concern, but I think Regina, after uh, you know a couple of good years and hosting the Memorial Cup, I expect them to not be in the top echelon of the Western of the East Division, but I expect them to be right in the middle. And back into a playoff picture uh, after just a couple of years since hosting the tournament. That would, I mean, lofty uh, expectations, but uh, you look at the overage trio for that club with Dawson Holt, Robbie Holmes, and Austin Pratt, and that's a pretty good uh, overage uh, a trio that they're they're going to be able to lean on for some offense. That's a fantastic. I, 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 you look around the league. Is there for a trio wise overage? Is there a better trio of overage players in the entire Western Hockey League? And we talked about the points. Dawson and Austin had fourteen in the preseason combined, and they played just eleven man games between them. They know how to score. They know how to put the puck in the back of the net, and they also have nice hands to set things up and get other guys incorporated in the offense. My only question with them is I think we're going to see them on the ice a lot with the uh, rigorous Western Hockey League schedule. Of course, all the travel, you got to go down to BC and that sort of thing. Um, will they sort of tire out as the season goes on? I think that's the biggest, my biggest question mark with those uh, overage players for them. Two teams left to go. Who is the second best team in the East Division? Second best team, the Brandon Weekings. They got a lot of skill this year. They have offense. Yuri Patera has come back from Vegas. He played fantastic in his first preseason game. He made 33 saves on 35 shots. Solid of them, or several of them rather, were top-notch quality. Probably should have won that game. Uh, they lost two to one to Moostraw in a obviously defensive, stingy game. But Brandon, I think they're pretty well-rounded. They got a lot of skill up front. They got some on the back end. And Yuri Patera, I expect to be one of the best goalies in the Western Hockey League this year. And I think he. He's feeling that pressure, too, to uh, produce and get wins for this team when if they don't score, you know, four or five goals, they only score one goal. He's probably going to lean on himself to get a shout-out, or if they score two, he only wants to allow one goal. This is a good team, I think, this year, Brandon, after missing the postseason last year after a dismal 2-7-1 and one ending uh, to their season in the last 10 games. I think they're going to have a very good rebound year here. We're used to seeing offense from the back end uh, when it comes to the Brandon Weekings. I know Braden Schneider is expected to be a first-round pick this year in the NHL draft, but do you, do you see much offense from the, the blue line with the Wheaties this year? I don't know if I see a whole lot of uh, offense from the back end. Vincent Iorio had three assists in the preseason in his three games. He was a minus one, though, so uh, that's not a stat you'd love to see. Um, but other than that, defensively-wise, Nathan Salam had two points. I don't see a whole lot. Braden Schneider, one goal. You just mentioned he's supposed to be a top draft pick, so he needs to step things up. I don't see a whole lot of offense from the back end, but I think uh, their forwards-wise are going to be able to, cap, uh, you know, I guess, take over for that and uh, fill the spots very nicely. All right. Who are those guys up front that you expect to lead the way? 
Well, Ridley Gregg obviously played for Team Canada at the Holinka Gretzky Cup. He had four points in the preseason. All four of those came in a win against Mushta on Friday night. Nolan Ritchie, he's from Brandon. He's a rookie, but he doesn't play like a rookie. He uses a lot of speed. He was a star with uh, the Brandon Wheat Kings U18 team, so he's, you know, go, gone through the farm system, so to speak. He had four points. Cole Reinhardt had three goals in their Canadiens intra-squad game uh, way back. Uh, I guess that was just early September, uh, but I think those three guys are three studs. And then Lyndon McCallum, Ty Thorpe, who's had one goal all of last year, Ty Thorpe did. He scored two goals in their preseason opener against the Winnipeg guys. Talking with Darren Ritchie, he expects this guy uh, to come out and have a different um, play to him. He's going to put up a lot more points. Connor Gutenberg, Jake Chason's a rookie. He had two points. There's guys on this team that can score, and I think can score at a very, very high level. Well, Luca Berzan uh, didn't get a mention, and I think he might lead the team in scoring this year. And happy to see that he got drafted uh, last year after uh, being passed over the year before. And Marcus Callian Keeley comes in as the other uh, import player, another Vegas Golden Knights pick. Not a surprise there to see that connection between the Wheat Kings and the Knights. But after a year in the USHL, this guy could be an impact player this year, too. Yeah, it's actually funny that I didn't bring up Luca Berzan. Yeah, I had a fantastic year last year, and he's expected to once again uh, lead this team in points. And yeah, Kelly and Kelly, like you mentioned, played in the USHL last year, had a very productive season with Sioux City. Uh, Darren Ritchie expects big things from him. Um, he's currently rehabbing from an injury, so you don't know how long that's going to ha- last or when he's going to get to Brandon. He hasn't reported there at all, but he had 53 points in 58 games last year. 29 of those were goals. Uh, you expect big things from this guy. He's an 18-year-old first year in the league, but he's got to be someone who Brandon relies on heavily this season, and I don't think he's going to crumble under any of that pressure. I think he's going to be a guy who uh, puts up a lot of points and shows why Brandon is very lucky to pick him up. All right, and by process of elimination, the top team uh, in the East Division for you would be the Saskatoon Blades, and I guess the big question is how much of that is dependent on the return of Kirby Dock? A lot is dependent on that. Uh, he entered, obviously, was hit in a preseason uh, game in the NHL with the Chicago Blackhawks. He um, obviously went into concussion protocol there. That was a scary scene. Never wanted to see that. I think regardless of if Kirby Doc returns or not, the Doc show will continue in Saskatoon. Colton Doc had a really, really good preseason. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of guys that can score. They have really good goaltending. Saskatoon is a really well-rounded team. Uh, Kyle Serkovich had nine points in the preseason. Then Colton Doc, like I mentioned, a rookie, he had six points. Like There's so many rookies in this league this year that aren't playing with rookies because they played in the farm system so well, being U18, wherever they did play. They worked so hard, had good off-seasons. Um, this is a, really a star-studded team, and I expect them to have a whole lot of success this year. No question about the, their net mining. Nolan Meyer is going to be a fantastic junior hockey goaltender. Didn't get drafted last year, so we don't know about his, his pro upside uh, per se, but uh, he's going to provide Sastoon with top-quality net mining. 100%. He's a guy who is, is going to, I think, be in the conversation for uh, goaltender of the year when it all comes down to it. Saskatoon, obviously, last year had a really good showing. Nolan was great there. They fell short eventually in the playoffs to the eventual Western Hockey League champions. But I expect Nolan to come in this year, do the same as what he did last year when he had a two, 264 goals against average and a 910 save percentage and good numbers in the postseason. I expect him to do the identical things uh, this season to what we saw last year. Uh, he's really going to fuel this um, Saskatoon Blades team to a lot of success. All right, and I guess lastly, uh, maybe two more quick ones. How many of these teams do you think actually get into the playoffs? 
I think it's I think it's going to be three. Uh, I, I'm very confident. I mean, I think I'm confident in saying it's going to be three teams, Saskatoon, Brandon, and Regina, I really think are going to be the three teams that come out of the East Division. I think it's going to be highly competitive. I think it's going to be close. But at the end of the day, I think we're going to see uh, three of the six get into the postseason. All right. And that was going to be my final question. Is is there a, a team or two? Is it like a, a bit of a vanguard where you have two really good teams and the rest of the division is kind of fighting to get into that playoff spot? Or do you think there's a gap between any any sort of uh, like a tier inside the division. Yeah, I think we see Brandon at Saskatoon atop the division, and then I think you see uh, the four other teams battling for that final, what I think will be a final playoff spot between Regina, Moose Jaw, Winnipeg, and Prince Albert. I think it's the top two, and then you go down to the bottom four. I think Prince Albert has a chance to, a very good chance to get into that third seed, in my prediction anyways, uh, leapfrog Regina, but uh, definitely, it's definitely two in that four situation where the four are battling for what I think will be that one last one. All right, so to recap, you've got, uh, going from uh, bottom to the top, you've got Moose Jaw at the bottom, yep, six. Moose Jaw, Win- Winnipeg. Winnipeg, Prince Albert, Regina, Brandon, and the Saskatoon Blades on top. That's my six. I know a lot of people are probably uh, perhaps shaking their head when I say Prince Albert. <laughs> I think they're going to be the fourth seed. Uh, but yeah, I think that's just how the uh, the chips are going to fall. Excellent. Darnell, I really appreciate your time. Uh, great job, and uh, I look forward to having you back on the show. Pleasure's mine. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. There's the first of our uh, WHL divisional previews. Uh, thanks to uh, Darnell for uh, stopping by from dubnetwork.ca. I promised at the start of the show that after uh, we heard the interviews, I would then give my own personal predictions uh, for the final standings in each division. So so let's get to that. And uh, I do see things differently than Darnell does. I think Darnell put a lot more weight into the preseason than uh, than I certainly do. And I know I, I, there, there are a few teams that um, are uh, patrons of uh, the Pipeline Show at patreon.com slash the Pipeline Show. And uh, one of those GMs uh, reached out to me and got in touch with me and said, it's a, a, a risk in putting so much stock in uh, in what happens in the preseason. And uh, they obviously had heard the interview, that interview, uh, because that's been available in early access for patrons at patreon.com slash the pipeline show. It's been available uh, for days now. But regardless, uh, my own personal uh Prediction for the division goes like this. I have Regina as uh, the last place team. Uh, for me, there's just there's not a lot there. I I like the three overage players, but but I don't see a whole lot of op- offensive depth uh, with the Regina Pats. Um, so for me, I have the Pats uh, last with Moose Jaw right there as well. I think both of those teams will be uh, at the bottom, and there there's going to be a gap between them and uh, the other four in the East. For me, the Winnipeg Ice uh, come in at number four. A big question mark in net for me. I think uh, that's a position they're going to need to upgrade uh, over the course of the season. I have the Brandon Weekings as the third-place team, and uh, the Prince Albert Raiders coming in number two. And I think uh, those two could be very tight together. And the uh, Sassoon Blades I have as the number one team. And and for me, how much do I put into uh, the Kirby Dock situation? I expect him back. If he's not back, I think they're probably still the the top team. I think they have the best netminder in the division, uh, and they have uh, they have depth as well. So I'm going Saskatoon one, followed by Prince Albert, Brandon, Winnipeg, Moose Jaw, and Regina, and I have uh, the first four teams making the playoffs. Those are my predictions. You can let me know what you think of that 
hit me up on Twitter at TPS underscore Gee. Next up, we move to the Central Division. Glenn Erickson is my guest, also from Dub Network. Let's see what he thinks about the teams in Alberta, plus the Swift Current Broncos. That's next, here on the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Down the left side, pass over to Ashton. Oh, what a stop! Darcy Kemper, what a gutsy performance this evening at the NMAX Centrio. This is Cam Moon, voice of the Red Deer Rebels, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.ab.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today.